In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending August 12th, USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service released their August crop reports on Friday, and Angie Considine with NAS in Washington, D.C., says the cotton acreage estimate is the same as the June report. Area planted to cotton in 2016 is estimated at 10 million acres, unchanged from the June estimate, but up 17% from 2015. Harvested area is expected to total... 9.53 million acres, up 18% from last year. Production is forecast at 15.9 million bales, up 23% from last year. Yield is forecast at 800 pounds per acre, up 34 pounds from last year. As of July 31st, 50% of the cotton acreage was rated in good to excellent condition, compared with 57% at the same time last year. of the crop had set bowls by July 31st, slightly ahead of last year, but three percentage points behind the five-year average. Cotton production in Georgia is forecast at 2.6 million bales, up 15% from last year. In Alabama, production is forecast at 640,000 bales, up 16% from 2015. Florida production is expected to total 180,000 bales, 18% above last year. In summary, all cotton production in the United States is forecast at 15.9 million bales in 2016, up 23% from last year. This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. Thanks, Angie. And of course, those reports released also included the peanut crop, which USDA estimates to be about 2% less than last year's crop. Tyron Spearman breaks that report down along with a quick update on where other crops stand. USDA's Ag Statistics Service released the first crop estimate for the new year, 2016. They're saying now that peanuts will be down 2% from last year. Area harvested 1.53 million acres. That is 2% lower than last year as well. The average yield is expected to be 3,990 pounds per acre. That's up 27 pounds from last year. State by state, Alabama going up from 3,350 pounds per acre last year to 3,600 pounds per acre this year. Florida peanuts staying about the same, 3,600 pounds per acre on the average. And Georgia going up from 4,470 last year to 4,500 pounds this year. But acreage is down in all three states. Georgia is down from 777,000 to 750,000 acres. Florida from 180,000 to 136,000. Alabama dropped from 197,000 to 173,000. So overall, their production is going to be down in Alabama 5.6%. Florida down 25.5% and Georgia down 2% in total production. Nationwide, 3,054,700 tons. That's 2% less than last year. In other commodities, corn production is forecast at 15.2 billion bushels. That's up 11% from last year. Average yield a record 175 bushels per acre. Soybean production is forecast at a record 4.06 billion bushels. That's up 3% from last year. Yields is going to be about 48.9 bushels per acre, up 9 tenths bushels from last year. 83 million acres planted in soybeans. All cotton forecasted 15.9 million 480 pound bales. That's up 23% from last year. Average yield 
is going to be about 800 pounds per harvested acre. That's up 34 pounds from last year. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgDent. Well, in other news, according to a new report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, both farmland values and cash rents have dropped from last year's levels. This is only the second time that farmland values have dropped since the 1980s farm crisis. The USDA report shows farmland values in the lower 48 states declined $10 to average $3,010 per acre. Cropland values declined 1% to average $4,090 per acre, while pasture land unchanged at $1,330 per acre. Now, when it comes to cash rent, USDA Chief Economist Rob Johansson says it saw an overall decline of about 4% nationally and even more here in the southeast. We see the lake states down by about 2%. We see the delta down by about 2%. We see the mountain region down by about 2% as well. Appalachia down by about 4%. We do see a slight increase of less than a percent in the Northeast. We see a reduction in uh, cash rents in the Northern Plains by 7%, by 5% in the Southeast, and by 3% in the Southern Plains. So what does that mean? So I think that would suggest to me that producers are having a harder time renting land and making their balance sheet work with high cash rents, and they've been somewhat successful at negotiating those downwards. And analysts say the decline is likely to continue. With this week's Georgia Grow Moment, here's Nathan Wilson. For this week's Georgia Grow Moment, we give you an exclusive preview into the upcoming film, Blue Gold, showing this October at the Georgia National Fair. Andy Stone discusses the beginnings of Superior Berries Blueberry Farm. Superior Berries was started in 2004. It was a uh, subsidiary of Superior Pine Products, which is our timber division. We started because this land is high organic matter, it's acid-based soil, and those are the things blueberries like. Andy talks about the early blueberry industry in Georgia. Blueberry industry started in southeast Georgia in 19, well, let's say late 70s, early 80s, and now it's grown to, you know, be one of the leading states in the nation. So uh, it's it's a growing business, and our, ours has grown with it. Visit the Georgia Grown Building this October to catch an intimate glimpse into the lives of Georgia blueberry farmers. For more information, visit georgiagrown.com. This is Nathan Wilson reminding you that if it's not local, it's not Georgia Grown. Well, this week has been National Farmers Market Week, and Kathy Isom fills us in on how farmers markets have evolved over the decades. As National Farmers Market Week comes to a close, we reflect back on about 20 years ago when there were only 2,400 registered farmers markets in the U.S., and today... We now have over 8,500 farmers markets nationwide. Eleanor Starmer with USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service. She says it's not just about consumers and producers benefiting, but also the community. They create a space for a community to come together. So consumers can learn more about where their food comes from and also connect with the folks who raise it. They also help businesses that are located near the farmer's market, so we see a lot of additional economic impact. But speaking of the farmer... Particularly for some of our newer farmers who can find an opportunity to kind of get in the game starting up small and selling at the farmer's market. And these days, many farmer's markets make it easier for you to spend your money and buy local with technology. Folks can now buy produce with plastic credit or debit cards, including the SNAP EBT cards. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about beekeeping now being taught by professionals. There's been a lot of interest in honeybees in the past few years, mostly because of disease and problems that threaten the future of this indispensable little creature. But some serious beekeepers are now teaching the culture to others who are interested. To the average person, a hive, some bees, and maybe a few blossoms is all that's necessary. Well, the group who's teaching it knows that 
That kind of knowledge will get you nothing. They teach people to learn about the tools, the equipment it requires, how bees react, and what you have to know to properly maintain a hive. It takes time, several weeks. Loading, removing them, moving from one place to another without harming them. In a sentence, if you think it's simple, stay out of it. Learn before you try. It's the only way to be successful. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.